Welcome back to the show in the zone, Orlando's only local sports talk afternoon show, powering you through this Monday afternoon. February almost a wrap. Can you even believe it? Just a couple of days left. Time now for our in the zone player of the night. Should probably just rename it the Nikola Jokic Award because he's won this thing about 15 times already in 2024. Stay up by 12. Joker on the pick and pop. Got it. Remember, it was that 39-footer at the buzzer that won the last meet. Curry guarded by KCP. And Jokic with a steal. He anticipated it beautifully. Naji, he's gone. He puts it away. Jokic. Your birthday was last week. These guys get you anything? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. <laughs> Bad teammates. Bad teammates. Terrible teammates. Terrible teammates. Yeah. Uh, and people say, oh, Jokic doesn't have the personality to be a star. Listen to the guy. He's hilarious. The dry sense of humor. It's awesome. 32 points, 16 rebounds, 16 assists. And four steals. That is, do not sleep on this, ladies and gentlemen. This is not the kind of stat line that is often produced in the NBA. I had the stat and I lost it. It's like, he's like one of like two players that's ever done that. 32 points, 16 assists, 16 rebounds, four steals. Oh, and a blocked shot as well. Nikola Jokic is our in the zone player of the night, presented by Mills Air. Preventative maintenance is a must. Get on the horn with the best AC repair and installation company in the market, Mills Air, 407-277-1159, and find them online at millsair.com. Big story over the weekend, the Duke Blue Devils fall 83-79 to to conference rival Wake Forest. Duke center, their star, Kyle Filipowski, was nervously trying to make his way off the court after the final buzzer sounds. Hundreds of fans are rushing in his direction, not at him in particular, but just sort of in his vicinity, and his leg gets clipped. Filipowski then had to be helped off the court by his teammates. Not cool. I think we can all agree on this. This is not the way that a celebration should be handled. Not a lot of things these days are universal opinions, but this should definitely be one of them. You should not storm a court so uh, fearlessly and with so much ferocity that you are running over other people, stampeding them as if you're being charged by a rhino. That's not necessary. Now, before we get back to the storming itself, the thing that is lost in all of this discussion is why was Wake Forest storming the court to begin with? Wake Forest is a basketball powerhouse, in my opinion, in a powerhouse conference in the ACC, sporting a 17-9 and record before they won yesterday, 9-6 and in the conference. This isn't some big out-of-conference win from some school that's never accomplished anything in college basketball. It's not just like one great moment for a really bad team. In the unwritten rules of court storming, This should have never happened to begin with. Wake Forest should not be storming the court because they beat Duke. They should expect to beat Duke. Now, I'm not going to go as far as to say that it should be banned forever. I can tell you with confidence that I would never do it myself. I think it's a very bad idea. I don't really like to be around that many people, especially that many people that are that excitable in the moment. Uh, But if it's done properly then I think it is a fun practice for college students, especially especially with basketball. It feels like court storming more so than field storming. Just feels like something that I 
I think it should be part of the sport. And if you're comfortable enough with doing it, then have a ball. I'm going to give credit here to the last court storming that I was a part of. The only court storming that I have ever seen live was the one where UCF beat Kansas. Uh, First of all, that is a proper court storm in terms of the situation. They beat the team that was the presumptive number one at the time, UCF, new into the Big 12. That kind of checked all of the, you should storm a court for this, boxes. But the security, they handled it top-notch. Fans started to gather at different entrances. They were held off by security. The security team had to give them the go-ahead, and then everybody flooded the court once Kansas made their way off of the court, and good times were had, and it was a feel-good moment on social media. That's what court stormings should look like. Court stormings should not be banned for that exact reason. The practice of running onto the court, I am fine with that. As long as it happens moments after the buzzer sounds. You have to let the opposing team get off the court. Hard stop. That should not even be debatable. You should not be allowed to run on the court while the opposing team is still making their way to the locker room. Once they are gone, then let the court storming commence and have yourselves a good time. Player, fan, staff safety, that has to come first. I'm sorry if I sound like the school hall monitor but that's the way that this should be done. Old man, old man screaming at the sky. I'm, I'm telling you that I am okay. <laughs> I'm um, sort of like, I'm trying to sit in the middle between, I don't want to be the fun police. I, I, I It brings me no joy to be that guy. But sometimes, certain levels of fun need to be policed. Like, it's like the waste management open. I'm all for that being a place where fans can get drunk and they can get rowdy in the right moment when a player makes a hole-in-one and they throw their beer. But fans have a tendency to always take things a step too far, where rather than just do that and keep your excitement confined to where it's supposed to be, you act like an idiot all day. And to the point where they have to cut off alcohol sales. That that's how I feel about court storming. Yes, it, sh- it you should let that happen, but it should happen within the parameters of safety. So, I find myself in between when it comes to court storming because I, I do think that there is truth to the fact of why are they storming in the first place? Wake Forest beat Duke at home a season ago, just last season. It's not like this was this long drought. That was finally ended. Wake Forest finally gets by Duke. No, they beat him at home last season. Um, with that being said, it's an in-state rival. Um, it, it does position them well in the ACC conference. Wake Forest continues to rise in the bracketology and in their projection as far as March Madness goes. So I'm okay with them storming the court in that event. I I I don't think that every court storming has to be justified necessarily. If it's in the moment, everyone knew it was happening. Kyle Filipowski said after the game, everyone knew that was going to happen. When there was a couple seconds left, Duke was out of reach, Wake Forest had it. Everyone in that building knew that it was going to happen. So I don't have a problem with the fact that they did it in that situation. And I want to establish, because there are people that, if there are anyone who hates Duke out there and thinks they can do no right and they could only do wrong, which has been me in the past, I've overcome that. Um, Yes, Kyle Filipowski 
did push that student. The same one that he collided with, he kind of threw the forearm out. Now, I'm not saying that he was in the wrong for doing that, because that fan simultaneously was also taunting him in his face as he was running by. So whether Filipowski initiated the contact or not, that's irrelevant. The fact was, an All-American player did get hurt because fans stormed the court. With that being said, (laughs) I think it's all about how you do it, BK. How do you storm the court? Because you're right, every, every player should have the chance to get off of the court. And whether that's upping security internally, externally, however it's done, it, it should be done more properly. I want to bring you back to, you brought up the Kansas game. Security did the best they could. Darius Johnson was trampled. A UCF player was trampled under his own hoop right next to the student section in that game. So there's only so much that security can do when it comes to keeping students off the court for a period of time to allow all players to get to a safe location. I have other yeah. security methods to, that we can go into that I know that UCF had in place for that game. We can dive into that first, but I know we want to get some of the audio from the Dukies and yeah. uh, Deacons involved. We'll, we'll, we'll definitely get to that. Uh, a couple of thoughts on what you said. First of all, it's I, I have heard Kelly Velez was talking about this this morning on Open Mic that Kyle Filipowski initiated contact. I don't care. You're... You're the one that's supposed to occupy the court. If somebody gets in your face that was in the stands previously, I don't really care what you do. You have free reign in terms of the way that I judge you. If Kyle Filipowski decided that he lost and he was frustrated, so he went into the stands and then pushed somebody, it's a completely different scenario, even if the push is exactly the same. So I view it totally different. I have no issue with that whatsoever. And then in terms of uh, the UCF thing, like at least, and and if for anybody to get anybody can get trampled in a situation where there's a storming of people involved, right. but at least if it is your guy, people are going to be more likely to help that individual up or not instigate something and take it to a another level mm-hmm. when it's the competition. Yeah, that's when things can get ugly. And they could still get ugly even if it's not the competition just because people aren't paying attention. But far more likely, if you're going percentage-based, for that to happen uh, when it's the opposing team. So we do have some audio. Do you think we should start with Shire and how yeah, he feels about it? Yeah, I think it? we go from Shire and build the story from there. All right, let's go. John Shire, Duke head coach, talking about the storming incident. Disappointed we lost. Uh, but look, for me, it's I'm more concerned about... The, the well-being of our guys, you know, Flip sprains his ankle. When are we going to ban court storming? Like, when are we going to ban that? Like, how many times does a player have to get into something where they get punched or they get pushed or they get taunted right in their face? And it, it's a dangerous thing. It is definitely a dangerous thing. It should be discussed, and it shouldn't have to take somebody getting hurt in order for that to happen, but these are t- typically the things that spur on conversations like this. Kyle Filipowski himself talked about it after the game as well. Uh, upset game where you know the, the fans rush the court, just you know, all, all hell goes crazy, and um, you know, just trying to get my way off the court, and you know, you've got these crazy college students just doing whatever they want, and it, you know, it's just got to be a little, got to be a little more protective when things like that happen. I've already heard that there's some videos of... Yeah, yeah, crazy college. You're one of them, by the way. Don't forget that, Filipowski, but he's right. The fact that it's college kids makes it just that much more unpredictable because 
They're kind of in their own world. Um, also, thought of this moment uh, moments ago. Wake Forest, not an underdog in this game. Yeah, they were favored by two and a half. You should not be allowed to storm a court if you win a game favored. I mean, it's still an unranked go- uh, going up against a top ten team in the country. So there, I think there's points to both sides of it. But you are correct. And if, we're, if Vegas had Wake Forest as a favorite in this game, yes, the Vegas overlords should decide in every situation. <laughs> no, nope, not under, not an underdog enough. You don't get the run. Nope, stop it. Uh, and then Steve Forbes, Wake Forest head coach, also against it. I don't like court spoilings. Never have. I've, I've been a part of those before. As a coach, they just don't feel safe. Um, and I'm sure the next time that happens, we'll do a better job of, of uh, you know, taking care of that situation. It's fun, but it's also highly unnecessary. So that's where people like us in this conversation, productive one, I think, end up twisted up and thinking about what's the best way to handle this because it is a fun side of college basketball. But if you ask yourself the question, would college basketball still be exciting and survive without court storming, the obvious answer is yes. So why even bother with it? That's a thought process there. But you said you had security ideas. Yeah, well, uh, like I said, not just ideas, but things that actually happen in these types of games. Because let's establish something. Court storming in most cases in college basketball are designated for the quote-unquote underdog, for the little man. They're not for the Dukes or the Carolinas or the Kansas or the the Kentuckys. That's, that's not who court storming it's for. It's for when the little man, who in this case Wake Forest is the little man, even if they are favorites, gets the... Big win over a big opponent. That's who court storming is for. So in that case, again, everyone knew that the fans were or fans were coming onto the court. There's things that you do. Talk about security. If Duke is coming to town, I heard Coward bring this up this morning, and I think I didn't love his takes on the on this overall situation. But I do think one thing he said: you have some more security when these teams come to town. You know, you try to get as many per, as many guys out there, as many people out there that you can try to. Um, control that situation the best that they possibly can uh, around the coaches, around the players, you up your security. Internally, something that I know that UCF for a fact did ahead of that Kansas game, it was something that was established before tip-off. Everyone knew UCF wins that game, fans are coming on the court. You have people in your organization on the coaching staff, uh, student managers, grad assistants, whatever it is, you are assigned a player of your team. And this should go for the opponents too. That the second that buzzer sounds, if um, if the uh, the upset happens and fans are coming on the court, you are assigned a player. Your job: get your butt out there, grab that player, get him off. That's a good idea. And that, and it, not that that avoids altogether Filipowski getting hurt and whatnot. But I don't think that there was uh, I don't think that there was a plan for that. And the other thing is coach involvement is huge in this. It's surprising you hear Forbes say it. He's not a fan of court storming. A couple of weeks ago, Jerome Tang, head coach of Kansas State, when they defeated Kansas at home on a Monday night, the PA announcer was very much saying fans. Please do not storm the court. The entire second half, it was a reminder, all students may be prosecuted for stepping on the court. And Jerome Tang took a moment to take away from the game and look up to the student section and say, stay, put his hands up, please do not storm the court, because it is a fine in most conferences. It is not in the ACC. 
Um, please do not storm the court. After the game, Jerome Tang, beating Kansas, goes up to the student section. The players stormed the student section. That's nice. Coach involvement on stuff like that. I like that, that idea. I mean, that, of that becoming a tradition nationwide. Uh, fans want to celebrate. That's great. They should be able to do that, and it should feel different at the college level. But how do you do that and still try and keep everybody safe? That's the question. More in the zone next.